Hi, I'm Trisha Denise Daniel, and I'll be reading to you the second edition of 100 Cases in Psychiatry by Barry Wright, Suba Dave, and Nisha Dogra, with series editor Janice Reimer. Case number one. How can you assess mental state? In the history, a 42-year-old woman comes into hospital for a laparoscopic cholecystectomy. The admitting doctor has concerns about her mental state. There are also concerns about whether she is healthy enough to cope with an operation and the recovery from it. The doctor takes a psychiatric history. Question. In addition to the history, what assessment will give more information about this woman's mental health before a decision is made whether to proceed with surgery or whether to ask a psychiatrist to see her. Answer. The mental state examination is equivalent to the physical examination in medicine or surgery, but a different system is being examined. It takes place through observation and through probing questions designed to elicit psychopathology. It is structured and follows a procedure. It is put together with the history and investigations. The mental state examination contributes to the formulation, which is a summary of mental health problems and their relation to other aspects of life. Formulation includes diagnosis, and multi-axial diagnostic understanding. It uses information from history and mental state examination to describe the three Ps, predisposing factors, precipitating factors, and perpetrating factors. The mental state examination includes the following. Appearance. Assess the woman's appearance. Look at hygiene, clothing, hair, and makeup. Do the clothes suggest any subcultural groups? Are there any signs of neglect, perfectionism, or grandiosity? Behavior. Observe behavior all throughout. Look for evidence of rapport or empathy. Are movements slow or rapid? Is she agitated or is there psychomotor retardation? Each may be a possible signal for disorder. For example, the latter may be a sign of depression, hypothyroidism, or Parkinsonism. Are there invasions of personal space as seen in autism spectrum disorders, mania, schizophrenia, and personality disorders? Does the person sit still or move about? Is the person calm, or is he or she impulsive and distractible? Is the person monitoring or watchful of anything, and if so, what? A spider phobic may be looking out for spiders. A person with schizophrenia may be listening to unseen voices. A person with obsessive-compulsive disorder may be carrying out rituals in relation to the environment. Meanwhile, a person with autism spectrum disorder may be examining environmental details. Speech. Assess the volume, flow, content, pitch, and prosody of speech. A person with mania may be loud, 
a flight of ideas, pressure of speech, and may use puns. A person with schizophrenia may be ununderstandable if he or she has formal thought disorder. There may be limited speech or short answers in depression, hypothyroidism, or with negative symptoms of schizophrenia. Meanwhile, a person with spectrum disorder for autism may have little communication or may speak only on one subject at length with poor conversational reciprocity. Mood. Assess what this is like subjectively and objectively. How does a person describe his or her mood? And is it congruent with what you see and experience in the room? This will include questions about enjoyment, worthlessness, hopelessness, suicidality, and risk. Thoughts. Assess content and whether there is any formal thought disorder or evidence of rumination or intrusive thoughts. Do thoughts race as in mania? Are they negative as in depression? Are they resisted as in obsessive-compulsive disorder? Are they interfered with as in the thought passivity of schizophrenia? Assess beliefs such as delusions, which can occur in psychosis, dementia, and organic brain damage. Perception. Assess perceptual experiences by observation and by questioning. Is the person responding to the visual hallucinations of delirium tremens or organic brain disorder or the auditory hallucinations of schizophrenia, organic illness, or psychotic depression? Are perceptions heightened as when abusing certain drugs or dulled as when abusing other drugs? Are there pseudo-hallucinations as in bereavement? Hallucinations are important markers of mental illness. Cognitive function should be carefully assessed as well, since this will uncover organic disorders or the pseudo-dementia of depression. Do they have the capacity? Finally, assess insight. Who or what do they attribute their problems to? How do they see their problems and the need for treatment? points for case number one. Mental state examination is the equivalent of an examination of a physical system, but this is an examination of the mind. It is more than a history as it requires careful observation. Thank you for listening to Tresha Talks.